I'm not really a feminist. I proclaimed to Eric and Julie, two of my close friends. I'm not one of those women who's going to go burn her bra or anything. They looked at me with disbelieving eyes. Julie laughed and reminded me that feminism is about equality between men and women, <coughs> not about doing crazy acts to prove something to the government or anyone else. It's about caring for the plight of women around the globe. That's something I could get behind. Powerfully enough, our Torah also exemplifies the message of feminism and what it means for women to use their strengths to empower themselves and others. Not only are these stories relevant in the grand scheme of the creation of our people, but they also parallel instances in our world today where women either empower themselves or are empowered by others. We begin with the Hebrew midwives that Rabbi Friedman alluded to earlier, introduced in last week's Parsha, Shifra, and Puah. These women are caricatures that might represent an archetype of Jewish women who served as midwives. These women were specifically told by the king of Egypt to kill any male babies born to Hebrew women. As God-fearing women, these women didn't obey the edict of Pharaoh and instead let the boys live. The midwives protected the Hebrew women, actively standing up to Pharaoh when he asked after their disobedience. They responded that they weren't present at the births and so could not, not be held responsible for the actions of the mothers. So Pharaoh proclaimed his decree for everyone to hear that all Hebrew babies must be thrown in the Nile. Barry Weiss, a writer and activist, lives out the embodiment of our midwives. She demonstrates the power of taking risks and standing up against unfair systems, all while encouraging us to hear the message of Judaism as it echoes through the centuries. Both through her book, How to Fight Anti-Semitism, and her captivating speech at the No Hate, No Fear Solidarity March on the 5th of January, her progressive journalistic voice weaves a narrative of compassion and strength. Growing up in a religious household, Weiss was surrounded by love and pride, surmounting the fear and hate that rumbled through the microcosm of Squirrel Hill, Pennsylvania. She knew that she was born into an era in which all the doors that would have once kept her out of the rooms of the powerful had been pried open for her by tireless, angry, righteous feminists who insisted on women's fundamental equality. Weiss might argue that those who came before her are the midwives of modern feminism, but I'd say that she too works tirelessly as a champion of love and compassion for the Jewish and, in fact, our entire world. In her speech at the Solidarity March, she concluded with two of many powerful lines that inspire us Jews and non-Jews alike to be better. To breathe love and conviction in places where hate stews. She said, we are the people whose God never slumbers nor sleeps, and so neither can we. We are the lamp lighters. Barry Weiss understands that she and we together must light the lamp of those in her vicinity and in ours, as well as those at the far-flung corners of the earth as anti-Semitism rears its ugly head from both the right and the left in the form of both outright hatred and more subdued claims such as anti-Semitism's equivalence to anti-Zionism. In our modern-day milieu, Weiss is one of the sacred individuals who continues to teach us how to subvert that awful voice of anti-Semitism hatred and propaganda that assuages us on a daily basis. 
She is the voice, a female voice, that ensures we speak up for this generation and the next. And that, revo- that voice might remind us of our own sacred obligation to speak up for those values and causes most dear to us. Going back to our story in the Torah, once Pharaoh makes his proclamation, a new mother, Yocheved, disregarded the edict. Instead, she placed her baby son in a basket in the Nile. Yocheved sacrificed the opportunity to raise her son in order to save him instead. A horrific compromise. And then she enlists her daughter Miriam to take her infant brother to the river and bring back word of his fate. Miriam brings the infant and places him in the river where he is picked up by Pharaoh's daughter, clearly understanding that this child is a Hebrew baby. Pharaoh's daughter takes him. Miriam appears and offers a wet nurse who happens to have just given birth the same amount of months previously, at which point Pharaoh's daughter hands the boy over to his sister and back to his mother to raise him. This boy eventually turns into who we know as Moses. All three of these women go against Pharaoh's edict, but more than that show courage and resilience where many might capitulate to despair or disinterest. Yocheved is a trailblazer, raising the bar for a standard of fighting for what matters and not giving in to hate. Pharaoh's daughter most likely knew her father's decree and decided to take in a Hebrew baby in direct disobedience. And Miriam, a young girl, took initiative to offer a wet nurse and demonstrate what the Torah, a woman's commentary, calls audacity and ingenuity. Here I see the parallels to many strong women who stepped up and spoke out long before it was popular. These women, too, are trailblazers. They aspired to higher and higher seats in our government, eventually running for the highest political office that our country offers. Elizabeth Woodall was the first female to run for president in 1872, before suffrage for women in the U.S. was (laughs) even an issue. In 1964, Margaret Chase Smith announced her candidacy for the nomination as the representative of the Republican Party. These women served as forerunners, exemplars for us. Any of them might be understood to be our Yocheved. Today, we can see Hillary Clinton as a Yocheved, bravely aiming towards the presidency in the 2016 election. She was told again and again that a woman cannot be president, yet she prevailed, fighting over and over to make her case for feminism and equality. Whether one supported or reviled her, there can be no doubt that Hillary Clinton inspired many girls over the country, telling them, and to all the little girls who are watching this, never doubt that you are valuable and powerful and deserving of every chance and opportunity in the world to pursue and achieve your own dreams. We also learn from this courageous and strong woman that the glass ceiling hanging over the heads of women everywhere is still intact, but that we hopefully will shatter it soon. She is the Yocheved the Miriams growing up in our country, teaching those little girls to stretch and dream and imagine the brightest future they can. From Hillary's loss in 2016, we come to 2020 today. Bat Paro and Miriam could be epitomized by any of the women on our political stage, but for tonight, we'll use the examples of Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar. 
Again, regardless of whether one supports these women's political ambitions, Warren and Klobuchar have taken the reins of passion and power that Hillary Clinton identified and continue to lift them up every day. In fact, in what is called a break with convention, the New York Times editorial board backed two candidates for the Democratic Party's nomination for president. What's unique about this is not that these people are women, but the fact that there are two. That's where we want to get to. Our Yocheved paved the way for our Miriam and our Bat Paro to be the younger women they are and actively fight for justice, equality, and equity. Now, although I speak of them tonight, I am not endorsing either woman or a given political party. Rather, I talk about them because I understand the importance of addressing these women with dignity, lauding their courage, and hoping that one day a woman running for president or any office or any job isn't an exception to the rule, but a normal part of our cultural milieu. Both women here represent the power a woman has to garner support and champion a cause, whether it be for medical support for new mothers or financial support for the middle class. Their sex is not and should not be discussed as their defining characteristic. They are qualified and prepared for who they are, not their sex. I feel strengthened by Shifra, Pua, Barry Weiss, Bat Paro, Miriam, Hillary Clinton, Amy Klobuchar, Elizabeth Warren, and so many others. These women are giants upon whose shoulders I stand on as I start out in my own rabbinet, determining what causes I will champion and how I will make my biggest impact where my voice can matter most. They encourage me to hold my head up high when the gender pay gap again becomes an issue of conversation or feminism is blasphemed. Tonight, we celebrate Women's Shabbat, championing women through our music, this sermon, or simply the act of participation. Each of us, no matter our gender, can be advocates for feminism and equality, recognizing the importance of seeing each person as valuable and worthy of love and fair treatment. The women upon whose shoulders we all stand, whether biblical or in the modern day, can inspire us to see ourselves as another link in history. A wise woman once reminded me of a quote by Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not, bless you, that we are weak. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? That, in a nutshell, is the message that I, we, need to hear repeatedly. These women remind us of the light that emanates from within each of us, that enlightens all four corners of the globe with feminism and strength and courage and resilience. We each have that light, that strength, inside of us. How will you use yours? What is the next part of the story that you will write?